Yes, folks, it's Thursday. It's 2 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Central. I'm Fred McMurray, which means this must be, as we always say... And we're back with Kristen and Elizabeth. Hi, ladies. Long time no see. Man, I'm really yeah. rocking out on the guitar riffs. What can I say? Happy Thursday Eve. No, it's not Thursday Eve. It's Friday Eve. Friday Eve. It's a beaver eclipse Eve. You can tell that I've been crossing time zones and spending way too much time doing other things. (laughs) Are you going to watch the big eclipse tonight? You know, I don't think I'm going to make it up past 7 o'clock, to be honest. (laughs) It's the longest eclipse in 600 years, and it'll be another 600 years before a lunar eclipse is this long. Well, I better continue continue with my Starbucks then. You should. (laughs) Now, if you believe in the astrological side of it, this is one of those eclipses that has uh, radical uh, happenings. It's it's one of these things that all the astrologists are going ape shit over it. to the point where cha- big changes are coming, uh, huge enlightenment with respect to Leos, we're supposed to get found and get uh, seen and have this huge uh, awareness created. Makes you go, hmm, wow. after last week, doesn't it? So will you be like carried away into the stars or something? I thought I already was. Yeah, I don't know. Just let me know I mean, what they say about Sagittarius. You can put it in the chat. We don't need to share. Okay. <laughs> so moving right. right along. Moving right along. <laughs> so we have actually a lot of news to report. Um, Gosh, yeah. As Fred said, long time no see. We saw each other over the last weekend. Had our first in-person team pillars planning meeting in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Got a little snow. Made a few plans. Hugged a few people in person. It was exciting. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's one thing, and so many of you probably can relate to this, because you may have started relationships with new friends or work folks um, over the last year and a half while we were in COVID. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, that replaces meeting people in person. And I'm like a hugger, so for me to be able to be like, oh, my God, Terry, oh, yay, like, that was huge. Me too. I'm a hugger. <laughs> yeah, it's like you kind of forget that that human element that comes with touching people. And I don't mean inappropriately, Fred, but I mean like really <laughs> embracing the human element in people. And we got to see Heidi, and we got to meet Jerry's wife, and some other really great people. It was, it was really just a fantastic time, and we got to review all of the exciting and upcoming strategic business plans we have going on with the pillar show and um i just it was really a great great week it was it it was fun to wrap up this year and and hopefully look forward to a better 2022 for all of us in terms of health and safety around the country and we'll have lots of plans to announce throughout 2022 in terms of pillars um very exciting stuff going on and then kristen you went straight from that to Orlando, um, and then you and I had gotten together the week before, so I got two weeks of traveling. You're you're on your third. Yeah, so. three weeks straight, and you know, um, wow. So it's kind of been this whirlwind, right? So we did um, we did all that, and then Saturday night, my dad threw a surprise birthday party a month early for me, which was perfect because all of you were in town for that, which is great. It was like just utopia. Um, that was a Saturday night. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it was a very late night. I think it ended around 
12.3 on Sunday morning. And I was on my way to O'Hare at 4 o'clock the next day. Very tired. Mm-hmm. But um, put on my game face because I got to join the Franchise Brokers Association with their um, going the extra mile. Um, what did we call it? It's not a convention, but they're, they're gathering. I'll call it that because I always lose my words when I'm on air. Um, and we got to meet over 200 um, franchisors. So that was amazing. Met some great people, made some great connections. Lots of folks ready to come on the show and share about their companies, share about the values that they as franchisors hold, type of um, individuals they're looking to come out and buy their franchises. Um, Met with some great people in terms of funding. So for people out there who want to get out of corporate drag, they want to come and look for a business to buy, and they think franchising might be the right way, we've got people, financial strategists, who can being able to bring them on the show and have them talk about their areas of expertise. You know, we've got a lot of neat things coming up. We're adding a column for women, um, by a woman, for a woman in the magazine as well. So um, those kinds of things, it's, it's, we can do it by Zoom, but having the opportunities to meet with each other like that and go to conventions and yeah. you have the team meet, to, I mean, the, the possibility is just more bountiful. Well, you know, you don't think about, you know, for any of you who go out and whether it's that you're doing networking or you're at some kind of corporate events or any of these things that that I just did, there's one thing to meet people, right? But then, of course, there's always like the after meeting environment, right, where you're hanging out with somebody, you're having a couple of cocktails, and people kind of let down their corporate guard and you get to know who they are. And so for me, that's the best part because you can tell your company line and you can tell me all that you need to tell me about your company and, and, and all this different stuff. But when, when you're kind of that raw person and I get to know exactly who you are based on the things you say, the way you say it, the way you carry yourself, the way you treat other people, then I know if you're authentic, right? Like then I know, can I, do I want to take somebody and help them invest their future in your brand, right? Exactly. There is something to that personal intimacy. Um, yeah. Like when the Pillars team, that was my first thing, everyone except Kristen, who I'd met the week before, and I just thought, oh, thank goodness, everybody's exactly what I thought. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You sure. never know, but you have these gut instincts. There's something about, you know, someone's character that comes out in person. So I think, I think we're all excited that we're on the right track and everybody um, came out, came out like a shiny little penny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I have to give a shout out to, to a couple of the guys that I met that I really enjoyed and they, they do, it's not the same work that, that we do, but they have the same level of integrity mm. and they do not get influenced by any one franchisor or franchise system. And that's the guys over at Vetted Biz. I spent a lot of time talking to Patrick over there at Vetted Biz. What great guys, a couple of brothers, they pick franchisors and they do deep dives into the metrics and into the good, the bad, and the ugly of these companies and do reviews on them. Um, So I I had a great time. I'm gonna be on their show. They're gonna come on our show in the next month or so. And uh, I think it'll be a great synergy so that, again, when people call us and say, hey, can you help me buy a franchise? Absolutely. And I've got this power partner now who's done way deep, deep dives on these companies, even more than we can do. We can partner up and make sure, again, that when somebody's leveraging their entire future, we make sure we don't steer them in the wrong direction. Well, exactly. And that that really is are special because with the mentors, the million dollar mentors that we have, they are all people who are franchisees who have been successful in what they've done. They understand the risk. They understand that somebody might be putting all of their eggs in this basket of franchising. And it's not just about selling anything. It's about helping you navigate that process to the benefit of you and your family. So I think yeah. I think that's one of the things as as helping people buy franchises is really makes this team a special one. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, and and I think sometimes we 
we get caught up in, you know, this was a, so not only were there all these franchisors there, they're, they're also in their funding specialists, insurance people, and all kinds of things. And there were hundreds of brokers there. And, you know, all of them wonderful people. And everybody has something really unique to add, mm -hmm. right? Everybody offers somebody something a little different. And it was interesting because um, I explained to them the thing where I know, well, what do you guys do for pillars when you are looking to sell a franchise? And I said, well, first of all, we don't really sell a franchise, right? We mentor people to ensure that they make the right investment for them in line with what their dreams are, right? Like, I'm not here to sell you anything. I want you to tell me what is it that you want? Where do you want to be in five years, 10 years, 15 years? What do you want your future to look like when you retire? Then we do, then we delve further and say, what else are you looking for, right? And then we go out and it's, it's kind of like matchmaking, right? So it's kind of like dating. We're trying to find your soulmate in a franchisor. It's like a marriage, right? When you marry your franchise, you know, things don't work out, of course, and yeah, that kind of stuff happens. But that's not, you know, that's not the intent. And, and nobody wants to ever, I know I certainly don't. I want to be sold anything. So, right. Uh, nobody does. Yeah, nobody no. does. No. So I'm really excited. I mean, like I said, we've got some great opportunities. We're going to have some great franchisors on the show. We'll have lots of opportunities for our listeners to call in and ask these franchisors questions. Um, for those of you who just started listening, don't forget, jot it down. The number is 323-580-5755. If you want to call in, we're about to welcome our next guest on the show. And uh, Ray's going to do his introduction after our commercial. And you can call in and ask some questions as well. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a Y dot com. Hello. So we'd like to welcome uh, Jason Revere, and uh, I'd like to ask uh, Jason a question. Is it one if by land and two if by sea? I believe that's correct, yeah. I wasn't oh, there, but, this, but I, I, I read about it. I think that's right. Uh, are, you related to, are, you related, are you related to Paul at all? Or? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, great. Fantastic. That's yeah. good to hear. And uh, Jason is with Honest Abe Roofing, a franchisor. And uh, tell us about your franchise. How many franchises do you have, and uh, where did how did you get started? Sure, I can do that for you. First off, though, I I, I want to thank you guys. I learned something today uh, that, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm gonna use this by the way down the road. So uh, I apologize if I'm stealing stuff from you, but uh, you, you mentioned talking about matchmaking and all of that stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna start referring to you guys as the eHarmony. Of <laughs> franchise sales. Now, okay. Only, so, only, only, okay. Okay. Only, yeah, so there e you go. only if eHarmony is the number one. Okay. Fair enough. Answer. Yeah. So, I yeah. Okay. Well, I, 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 or Christian Mingle, then. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so back to really why we're, why we're here, right? Yes, I, I am with Honest Abe Roofing Franchise, and uh, we've we, We've been franchising since uh, really early 2018. I mean, we filed all the nerdy paperwork stuff and did all the lawyer garbage in 2017. But in earnest, we really started uh, pushing this thing in 2018, had our first franchise uh, come on board 
in Evansville. It's about three hours away from the corporate headquarters in Terre Haute, Indiana. And uh, we, wanted, we wanted to make sure that we did it responsibly. You know, you don't, you don't want to franchise out your first franchisee to be in like Alaska. You know, right. That doesn't make any sense. It's really hard to service that. And so we, we went a couple hours away. Uh, Don and Deborah Lanier uh, bought our, the, they invested in, their, in, the, in our first franchise uh, uh, of, the, uh, of, our, of our existence. And uh, they went out and, and opened up their business. And, and uh, so just to share a little bit about some of the background there. When you franchise a business, you, know, you don't know what you don't know. I don't know if, you, if anybody on the call here has ever franchised a business. I know you guys have purchased into franchises before. But when, when you're an, an emerging brand, as they call us in the industry, right, it, you have no idea what you don't know. And I will tell you, I will tell you and Don will tell you too, uh, man, it was, a, it was a struggle. And it required a lot of heavy lifting on, from, from both parties to, to, to make up for some of our, our inefficiencies at the beginning. You don't know what you don't know, and, and we launched him, and uh, we, you guys went through your franchise training, I presume, with your, with your uh, franchises that you purchased, and uh, we, had, we had training as well. We did it in one week. He signed his franchise agreement on a Friday. We gave him the next week to basically prepare. Uh, that following Monday, he came in for training. We did one week of training. He had his first sale that following Monday. Wow. And so... It's like, it's like lightning fast, right? And uh, man, he, he jumped, they jumped out of the gate fast. They did $4.2 million in their first year in business, uh, which, is, which is in our FDD, which in the FDD, I'm not breaking any rules here, so don't call the franchise police on me. Uh, you look back into the archives of the 2018 FDD and you'll see that. Uh, anyway, uh, neither here nor there, but uh, it, it was thankfully a success. And that's a, that's a testament to how strong of an operator, uh, Don was. In addition to how strong our simplified business model is, so it was. It was, it was a nice marriage. Uh, he had a great skill set for what we were looking for, and uh, after that, we were we were off to the races. Uh, had a had a couple uh, franchises uh, purchased and invested in uh, in that first year. Several more in the following year. Fast forward three and a half years later, we're at 31 locations, uh, covering about 12 or 13 states. Some of them straddle states, so it's you know it's, we got we got one in Kansas City. So do I count that as two states? I don't know about that, but depends on what uh, side of Kansas City you're in, right? Yeah, he's on the Missouri he's on the Missouri side, but he has he has many sales in Kansas as well. We also have one in Charlotte, North Carolina that uh, services South Carolina as well. So I'll cheat and say we're in like 14 to 100 states, <laughs> uh, and we're we're uh, we're we're wanting to grow fast, but we're wanting to grow responsibly. And you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, kind of where, where we're at, where we're at right now. We're at 31 locations. And uh, can I say that every one of them has been an absolute home run like that first one was? Uh, no, heck no. That's right. Uh, like I said, we, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, we, we brought in a franchise, one, at least one franchisee that was just the wrong dude. Just wasn't, wasn't a good fit. Uh, it wasn't, it, it, our, I'll, I'll say this. Our franchise system was not tailor-made for him. Uh, you talk about matchmaking. Right, like right. It, it, it's like it's like it's like putting together a uh, uh, an, ev an evangelical Christian with a meth addict, right? It was just wasn't a, <laughs> oh wasn't a good God. fit. Okay, so let me ask you this, Jason. This is a, is a, a good time for me to ask that question. What, right. Who is your avatar? What is the ideal candidate? Who out there is listening today that you say, you know, you're the type of person that we're looking for for our company? No one's not afraid of heights. Go ahead. Uh, actually, so good. Well, well said. Uh, but uh, I'm. I'll back this up a little bit. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get. I'll get to the answer, but I'm, I'm going to do it in a, in a roundabout way, like I right. like I like to do. So uh, our our business model is very simplified. And you guys have pillars, right? You're the pillars of, of franchising. Uh, we have pillars right. as well. Uh, we use we use uh, the Lincoln Memorial as our uh, kind of uh, <laughs> illustration of that. So we have those four pillars. The four pillars are marketing, sales, human resources, and construction management. And that's it. It's a very simple business, right? Get attention, market, uh, sell it, uh, recruit a bunch of people that can do selling and, 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 and helping with the installs, and then manage partner crews. Sub, some would call them subcontractors. Uh, we call them partner crews and order materials and make sure that the job gets done well, and then rinse and repeat. It's very simple. Very, very simple. Unless, unless, and this is where the, the avatar comes into play here. Uh, by the way, is that like a new term? Because 
It's only in a couple of years I've, I've heard that. I don't know if it's the, the origin is the movie or, it or is. what, but uh, the but what what I'm what we're looking for here is is that really strong second pillar, marketing, sales, human resources, construction management. Really, those first, those middle middle two pil uh, pillars, right? Okay. You, you have to be great at recruiting. Yeah. You, you just have to, you have to be dynamic. Your personality has got to be that of somebody worth following if you're going to be a good leader. Yep. Right. You, you can't be some, uh, you know, fly on the wall guy that sits in the corner sucking his thumb. You have to be uh, outgoing. You've got to be dynamic and you've got to be believable in order to recruit the right people. And what do the right people look like? You've got to recruit a lot of really great salespeople. So you want contagious leadership. Yes, I want, I want, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's right. We want contagious leadership. I mean, contagious these days is a, is a bad, <laughs> is a bad word, I think. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll leave that alone. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but truthfully, and, and it's, it's because our, our, our major strengths as a franchisor are going to be in the marketing side of the business and, and really helping them to drive opportunities drive lead flow, drive things to get in front of. And then we're really great at sales training. Sure. Top-notch top sales trainers. But you can't train somebody who doesn't have an aptitude to do it. It's impossible. Right. You're, fighting, you're swimming upstream, right? And that's not, that's not, it's not fun. It's not fair to anybody. And if it's, if it's not within them to be a great sales leader and a great salesperson, it's just it's not a good match. So what and we've had we've, we've had a couple. Sure, sure. So so let's take a look at today. You've got um, you've got all these people, you know, getting out of corporate America. Some mm -hmm. want passive ownership, and some want more owner operator type of business. Mm -hmm. Where would you say you are in that spectrum of ownership? So uh, a while back, I wrote a blog on this very subject: passive passive income. Right, it was like the buzzword of like 2018. You know, passive yep. income. Got all these. Yahoo's on 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 YouTube telling you. Yeah, oh, I know. Good, right? Oh yeah, you get. You, but they they really came into fruition there, and you know, talking yeah. about hey, we can teach you how to build an Amazon store, and you'll make a billion dollars. It's just all idiotic, idiotic stuff, right? Uh, and so when you ask when you ask what passive you, passive income, the answer is absolutely, of course. But passive income uh, requires one thing, and and it requires massive action. So right. if you want passive income. You need to do massive action, especially at the onset. Yep. And our strongest, what we, what we look for, and, and there's always a trade-off, right? So what we look for is somebody who's going to be an owner-operator. Somebody who's going to be there in the business, drinking the Kool-Aid, and then serving it right. uh, as the owner. And we, we really need that as, as to, to propagate the brand to their team. It requires that person with skin in the game. To do it, or, or, and this is where the passive, quote unquote, passive income comes into play. You got to have a bunch of money to hire somebody that you can drink, feed the Kool Aid to. Then they can then subsequently feed it to their employees. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's it's a trade off. Like you you could do this. You you could start this business, and I'm not. By the way, this is not. I'm not t saying this, but you could start this business with literally no money. Right. You know, if you stripped away the the franchise fee. Uh, if you had if you had a dynamic personality and knuckles, you could just walk around the neighborhood uh, offering services as a roofing company and make millions of dollars doing it. So most uh, of your most of your um, of your installers, I'll call them, are subs. Is that right? You, you oh yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so when it, when it comes to scaling a business, right? You can do you can do it two ways. If you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a construction company, there's two ways of scaling your business. One. You get really good at finding partner crews, subcontractors, and then holding them accountable using what we call field managers. So that's one way. Or have like a thousand employees to do ten million dollars. Mm. Right. It's 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 one or the other. And and we tend to lean more on the uh, utilizing partner crews because you, you have so much less. Uh, this, there's just so much less um, liability. You don't have to worry about hiring and training each individual person. Right. Somebody gets the brown bag flu and. Sure. He calls you on Monday morning. Oh, sorry, boss. I'm not feeling good today. I think I ate something bad. It's like, yeah, I think you. Yeah, the brown I, think, I think you ate six bottles of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> probably so, why you don't feel good. You know, in states like Illinois, um, my first question with that would be, who carries the liability insurance in that case? Then mm. your subcontractor, your partner crews. Yeah. So that's the 
that's a that's a loaded question. So there's a lot of complexities that go into this. Uh, each state has their own has their own rules, right? You know, Illinois. Uh, spoiler alert is one of the worst states in the country as far as bureaucracy is concerned. So uh, we found that out. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're pretty rough. Uh, Florida's not good either as far as licensure is concerned, mm -hmm. and California is worse than both of them combined. Yeah. Uh, and so. You, you you do have to carry the lot. You do have to carry liability insurance, and you do have to carry workman's comp insurance. Okay, uh, regardless, because you're going to have employees that are going to be dealing with things that are at and or around people's properties, and there, uh, and you're the you're the general contractor, regardless of whatever state you're in. Uh, when it comes to the subcontractors, though, we do require that they carry their own liability and own workman's comp insurance, mm -hmm. and they prove it, and they they list the franchisee as the additionally insured. And then it, it acts as a safeguard, which right. is foolproof, by the way, absolutely foolproof, that if they let their insurance lapse, the insurance company obviously is going to call you because you're the one that's on the, you're the additionally insured. So they're going to pick up the phone every single time. It never, never happens. Uh, and that never, never fails. No, I'm kidding. So uh, that's, that's one of the things. So yes, yes, back to uh, who we're looking for. Uh, it's got to be somebody with a... Uh, an iron, an iron stomach, because uh, okay. stuff's no, going uh, to go bad. Yeah, most franchise owners have iron stomachs, <laughs> but I think one of the things that the yeah. common common theme is EQ, emotional quotient, and people who are able to deal with other people uh, easily and 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 yeah. sell. Yep. Sell got business. Selling, and then I'm. I'm it, the, when it comes to the iron iron gut kind of thing here, uh, you're gonna have days that go really bad for you. Uh, okay. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have a, you know, potentially have somebody get injured on the job. You're gonna mm -hmm. have uh, you tear off a roof, pop up rainstorm comes, ruins everything in their house. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're gonna it's gonna happen regardless. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, our in in this is this is the this is funny. And I always ask people this when when doing interviewing uh, for franchise owners. Is what what business do you want to run? You want to run a five hundred thousand to a million dollar business, million to two, two to three, four to five, five to ten, whatever. Mm. And everybody always says, well, five to ten million. You know, because everybody right. has hubris. You know, they've all got hubris in them. Yeah, five to ten million. Is that cool? You know what that looks like? A ten million dollar business is seven hundred installs a year. Mm -hmm. You're going to be running. You're on on any given day. You're going to be running about six crews. Yeah. Okay. With lots of stuff going on, lots of things happening. All, and then all juggling that all the, all the while, every single day, uh, meeting with your sales team, training your sales team every single day mm -hmm. to keep, make sure that they keep getting better. And then also recruiting. And so there's, there's just so many things. And I, I, I liken to you know, a whack-a-mole. You remember the, remember the, <laughs> the, old, the old pizza, pizza parlor game, whack-a-mole? Yeah. And, yeah. and like every time you're, you're whacking real hard on the sales mole, all of a sudden, install mole pops up, and you, you got to go over here. Then who's paying attention to sales mole? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, it's it takes a lot. So, so that almost sounds like the day in the life, right, of any small business owner, to some mm -hmm. to, to some regard, right? So that could qualify oh. in so many different ways. And I think oh, that, sure. kind of, that kind of explains a typical day in the life of an honest day owner, right there, right? But in, in all seriousness, tell us about what we've got some people um, writing and they want to know. Tell us about what types of training you provide to your new franchisees. Yeah, good. So uh, we've thankfully evolved since our first franchise. I shared that story earlier. Uh, we, we now do a, a really comprehensive thing and it's, it's really it's four parts. Okay, so we have, we have online training. And it's, all of them are on, by the way. I like marketing. So we say our training is on. So it's online. Starting off, we have an Honest Save University, which is a uh, video-based uh, training platform that teaches each individual job that is in within the company. So inside sales, salespeople, canvassing, so junior roofing advisors, guys go out and knock on doors, uh, field managers, office managers, and, and, and everything uh, under the sun, right? Uh, so they graduate from that. They get their little Honest Save University certificate. So they're, they're, they have a base level knowledge and then it goes to on-site. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when they come in classroom training. We, we get them to understand what they do. We need it. We role play a lot uh, with regard to situations and, and uh, spe specifically in the sales arena. All right. We're not, we're not sitting around showing people how to put nails in shingles. It's, right. 
Like, yeah, get online and look, YouTube that if you need if you need well, to do you know, it. But take them to Habitat for Humanity. That's how I learned how to root. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll send them out on a couple of Habitat jobs, and they'll they'll learn they'll yeah. learn, learn the trade that way. Uh, but the, we we really focus heavily on what's going to generate drive revenue, right? Mm-hmm. And so they they learn all of that driving revenue stuff. They, not only do they learn how to do it, but they learn how to coach it, which is really important because they're going to be the ones hiring, training, retaining uh, those those salespeople. They graduate from that. Then we have uh, on the job training where we 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 go and let them let them run their their operation for a period of time, uh, usually a week or two after they leave training. They get that done, so it's 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 really on the job training, like you're you're doing it, sure. uh, and then ongoing. And this this is this is a component that I, I see a lot of franchisors really. Uh, they do it. Some of them do a great job, some do an okay job, and then some do no job whatsoever. And this is the ongoing uh, component to it. And and we're we're we really believe that consistency is going to win the day, mm-hmm. because you can't teach somebody how to become a great salesperson in one day or one week or three weeks or five weeks, whatever it's on, it, it, it's ongoing, right? The sales uh, ability and really any ability atrophies after a certain amount of time of not refreshing it. And that's where the ongoing training comes into play. And we've got uh, each one of the franchise owners has a uh, franchise liaison that they have weekly, what we call congressional sessions with. So it's just a, it's just an hour long uh, checkup of their business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're look at all the KPIs, uh, discuss strategy and, and things we can go. And that goes, that goes on in perpetuity. It goes on forever, not just sure. year one, two, three, or four, whatever, because things are going to pop up. Uh, every, uh, every Tuesday, no, you're fine. Every, every Tuesday we have the, uh, what we call the Tuesday hustle. It's a sales training webinar that we broadcast out to each one of our uh, franchise locations for not, not just for them, the owners, but for the entire sales team. And that's a really important component, not only to training, but also to retaining, right? So now they can, they can, they see number one that they, it's a big organization. We've got hundreds of salespeople that work within our, our company and they get to see uh, their peers from you know, in Miami all the way up to uh, uh, Kansas city. And so they, they get to see all these people and it really, uh, it, it really works in you know, two really twofold there to, to solidify their training and also to solidify the belief in uh, continuing to work for the company. And so that's really what our what our training looks like. Hopefully that answered the question. There's a lot more to it than that, but sure. Yeah. One of the things that I was impressed with, I was looking at an interview you did last year, and you said you had 20 franchises at that time. Now you're saying you have 30 something. That's pretty good growth. Yeah, we're 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 growing uh, quickly, not as quickly as as our throughput uh, is. I believe we can grow faster and and have more. Uh, but we're 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 getting very very <laughs> very selective, yeah. Uh, and it's it's because we want to avoid you know, the dreaded transfer or guy goes out of business or, or whatever. Because yeah. this this isn't a it's not a Jamba Juice like this isn't right. a you put the lights yeah, on right, right, right. somebody comes in the, the instruction manual is take fruit pour in blender turn blender on pour yeah. contents in a cup serve. You know. We have to protect the integrity of the brand. I mean, especially yeah, a yeah. brand like Honest Dave, right? I mean, it's it yeah, yeah. a high integrity yeah. brand. And, and sometimes if you're not selective, you can really easily dilute the quality of owners that you have. And before you know it, your reputation be- can become very tarnished. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, and yeah, for sure. And, and that, and it's just, again, it's just not, it's not fair to put somebody in a position in which, for which they're not made. Yeah. Well, and we we all have our we all have our gifts, and what, to to run to run this business model, you have to have a very specific skill set. Yep. Or a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about money. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the next question yeah. on my list from the listeners. I know. I'm going to steal it from you. I'm going to steal it from you. So what does it take? What does it take to get? What is the franchise fee? And what net worth are you looking for in the individual? Uh, our franchise fees vary because uh, you know who wants things to be easy. Uh, <laughs> we it it's a tiered program, so it depends on the it depends on the location that you're in. And and where uh, I believe I, I'm not I have no proof of this, but I believe that we have the most generous territory of any home service franchise that exists in the way that we delineate our territories. So some of our peers will do it by population. You know, you got. 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, whatever population. And they'll, they'll, they'll cram like five 
franchise locations into Columbus, Ohio. That's, that's yeah. idiotic. You can't, you just can't do it. Uh, I don't know about you, but I like advertising on TV. Does TV mm. hit everybody? Yeah, it does. Uh, do, do I want to get every one of those calls? Heck yeah. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And so uh, when we, when we parsed out our territories, uh, it's gone through a handful of iterations, but this is the one we're currently on. Uh, we, we, we give them out in MSAs, Metropolitan Statistical Areas. Mm. It's whatever the government considers a place, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, it ranges from the top 30 markets, we consider mega markets, 31 to 75, we consider, or 31 to 70, we consider uh, uh, primary markets, mm. 71 through 125, we consider uh, secondary markets, and then everything smaller than that, we consider a tertiary market. Mm. And uh, our, our franchise fees vary. Recording in progress. Oh boy, recording was stopped. Are we good? Hi, right, cool. All right. Don't panic. Everything under control. Yeah, those are the franchise fees. Okay, and then what are you looking for them to have in terms of net net worth? All right, so that's a that's another loaded question. So net net worth, Sorry. right? Uh, everything is a trade-off. Right. If somebody comes to us and they have got and what what it takes. We're going to do whatever it takes to get them the dollars they need to run the business. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, but if somebody comes in and they are lacking in a specific area, specifically sales and recruiting, uh, we need to see, we need to see a much higher net. It's not necessarily net worth because net worth is, is worthless, right? You can't really take net worth and buy anything with it. So uh, we look for, for cash on hand. How okay. much, how much liquid, how much liquid do you have available? What's your credit like, and how much can we get you? And so, if it's if it's somebody that's a little bit uh, on the, the lower end, we, we need to see a higher amount. And so, uh, all in investment to get this this thing up and running is anywhere from 150 to 300 and some odd thousand, 360,000 okay. to to do it, depending on the market size, and then depending on how just uh, irresponsible I guess you are with with your <laughs> with your investment. We've had some people invest lots of just lots of money. To open one of these things up, uh, and and sometimes that happens because, again, the 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 hubris comes out and they want all yeah. new stuff and, and everything, and, and mm-hmm. before you know it, you're at 400 grand and it's a right. it's an issue, yeah. right? Uh, you, you can you can start this business for under 365 thousand dollars in almost every situation. Mm-hmm. Now the, uh, the the chatter out there wants to know for that kind of an investment, do they get do they get a hat? Do they get a Lincoln hat? <laughs> that's a, it's, that's an additional that's an additional seventy thousand dollars, depending on your head size, of course. We have we have a tiered program with your head size. Oh my goodness, Jason! <laughs> in all seriousness, how does somebody get a hold of you if they are interested in buying your brand? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can I can I uh, unless it's later on? Can we talk uh, uh, average unit volume before we sure. start talking contact info? Sure, Is that, right that, that, that's what you guys are all here for, right? I mean, every, everybody's watching this. You, no, no, this is we're not running a charity here. Uh, and uh, our average unit volume for single location uh, in last year's FDD, $2.1 million average. So if you're watching the show, any of the, uh, the millions of viewers out there, if you're average, if, if you view yourself as average, that's what that's kind of what what that gets you within our our company here and of course we have to approve you still and all that so hopefully you're not as average as you think you are mm-hmm. uh top end uh, we could talk top end here last year our top performing franchise location did six point six point eight million dollars mm-hmm. of revenue that's, that's uh, sing, yeah. single location uh, single location franchise and uh, spoiler alert again uh, check up check back on next year's FDD I bet you those numbers are going to be higher Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, again, so that's that's what's uh, that's what's possible. I'll, I'll quote the uh, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? It was, it was in Boiler Room. Uh, uh, she flubbed the joke, so never mind. That's what's possible. Let me tell you what's required. I think it's, it's the line from Boiler Room. Uh, anyway, Ben Affleck is his name, by the way. Oh, ben yeah. Affleck. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's uh, that's that's average unit volume, mm-hmm. and that's that's what that's what's possible here. Uh, on the low end, you're you're looking uh, you know uh, less than that, but 
don't don't be there or you're going to end up going out of business because you'll just be you'll die from stress yeah how long do you think it takes uh, the average person once they start their franchise to get that 1.3 million Hmm. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a profitability. Yeah. So, uh, our, our goal is to be a cash flow positive in month one. In what? In the first month. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty good. If yeah. we don't, if we don't, we, we haven't done our job. Yeah. Excellent. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. where those validation calls come in to really help people, um, yeah. you know, be able to, to talk to you and stuff. So that's excellent. So do you, can you tell our listeners what the best way is to get in touch with you if they want some more information? Yes, I can. So uh, there's a, a couple different ways. Uh, first off, uh, it, hit up our YouTube channel. Just get on YouTube, Honest Abe Roofing Franchise. Uh, in the search bar, you'll find us. Uh, like, subscribe, do all the stuff that you need to do. Uh, we do have a video on there that is uh, uh, going to have to call us. Uh, or you're going to have to get yourself va uh, vaccinated because we're going viral. <laughs> uh, we, we made it. We made a, a parody video last year for our Christmas party of uh, Mike Lindell. Uh, oh, we, I we saw called that. It, we called it my shingle. Yeah, thank oh, you. it was great. I, I was yeah. just laughing my butt off over here. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, good stuff. So, so all all you viewers out there, uh, get on get on the YouTube and uh, and watch the video, please, and like and subscribe. So that's one way. Uh, best way, in in all seriousness, is uh, go to roofingfranchise.com or honestaberoofingfranchise.com if you like typing. Either way, they'll take you to the same place. Uh, and just uh, click one of the 10 million forms that are on there, fill it out. Uh, one of our franchise advisors uh, will reach out to you and, and start the process and awesome. see, if this is, uh, see if this is right for you and see if you're right for us. Mm -hmm. And if you are, uh, it, it can, it can tr truly be a life-changing uh, thing for you. Um, you know, our, our, the franchises that do well uh, I know them, I know them personally and it, it's changed their, uh, changed their, not only their, their lives, but their, uh, future family trees. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. so it's, it's, it's possible, but again, uh, nothing, nothing that nothing is, uh, free, right? yeah, nothing, nothing that's this, that, that has this much potential is easy. It's yeah. simple. Yeah. Oh, it's very, yeah. very simple, but yeah. it ain't easy. So yeah. those are the best ways, uh, Best ways to get a hold of us, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, all the other. Awesome. And we'll, of course, have it all posted on our website for you, too, with all of the links. And I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. And I am really interested in having you back on over this next year when your new FTD comes out. Let's talk about the exciting changes that you've made in it and some of the new numbers and things and specifically what markets you're going to target for growth and things of, those na things of that nature. Perfect. Excellent. I'm, I'm always available. What are, what are you guys doing next Thursday? We'll be right here. We'll be right here. Hey, cool. Same link. Same, Same link. link. All right. Same I'm here. So I'll be here. Thanks, Jason. Thank you so much, Jason. Have a great day. I'll be here, but next Thursday is Thanksgiving, folks. I forgot to mention my great friends that I'm not this week down at the show. And I'm not on video right now because something happened, but I have to get a shout out to my new friends over at Snapology. And if you could see me, you would see that I have this really alligator that they gave. And they are a, a um, new STEM style type of business for kids. And it's kind of like a Lego, but it's not. It's Snap. Snapology is a cool new franchise. And I have to give a shout out to my dear friend, Keith, who helped me put it together because I don't need directions. <laughs> <laughs> and even though the box says for five and up, I was not able to do it. And I think that's why they do it with your kids at Snapology. So thank you to you guys over at Snap Snapology, Jeff, and... Um, Oh my goodness, Mr. Barker. I'm so sorry, Josh. Thank you for my little alligator. Elizabeth, are you on? I am. I am here. Um, there we go. Um, so, up next, we have some really exciting news. Jerry is having quite a big week this week. Um, so, he is going to come on and discuss the launch of his book. Um, 
And I'm going to tell you where you can find it now, and then we'll remind you later on in the show. If you go to liveittoownit.com, which is liveit, the number two, ownit.com, um, you can order it today. You can order it on Kindle to download digitally, or you can order a hard copy. I, I did both. Um, and then he's also launching the joint, his location in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, um, on Saturday at 10 a.m. next to Bus City Soap. So uh, Jerry's got a lot of things to discuss. Um, we got all excited when we had our meeting last weekend about his book launch, and there's all that information is also on all of our social media and on his website, liveittoownit.com. So stay tuned. Here comes Jerry to share all of his excitement. He's probably wiped out. <laughs> he probably is. Jerry! Oh, I see you, Jerry. We're going to get you on screen very soon. i got to tell you, I started reading your book as soon as I got my email. Um, on my flight home yesterday. Well, you have to tell me more, Kristen. You can't leave it at that. I mean, did it put you to sleep, or did you learn something, or what? Well, let me just say, um, the book did not put me to sleep. It was like the 2 o'clock in the morning on the on the alarm clock that put me to sleep. Um, but I have to tell you my favorite part, the way I, I sound so engaging, is the part where you were a little boy and you wanted to play in the MLB <laughs> and the baseball glove. So let me tell you, and this is a real story. So first of all, that was my brother, right? And, and um, he did get to go play for the Cardinals. He played AAA for them. And so that story really struck me. The um, Boys Life magazine struck me because I was Cubs Scout leader for many years. I was like, oh my God, it's Boys Life. I remember those. And I grew up on those country dirt roads. So when you talked about riding your bike that country mile, it's truly a mile to the next house. I mean, it just resonates with people what you went through and how your journey started in working hard to seek out what you wanted. Well, you know, I think all of us have a journey and it's got to have a beginning and an end. And I think uh, for many of us that are franchisees or entrepreneurs overall, it started with stories similar to that, you know, where we we had that first business, whether it was a paper route uh, or working in a grocery store or a gas station or whatever it was. And I did many of those things. Mm-hmm. But the first one was when I wanted that baseball uh, mitt so that I could so that I could start my path to Cooperstown, which, of course, you know, took a different path. But yeah. it yeah. was uh, uh, it was an experience. And as I shared, I don't know if you got to, uh, you probably didn't, but in the uh, virtual book launch yesterday, I talked about. You know, growing up in that situation, you learn work ethic, you learn uh, self-reliance, you learn problem solving, you learn a long list of things that serves business owners really well as they move forward. So um, that's where it all started, Kristen. Yeah, well, I'm so excited. Tell us some more about the book and the journey. Um, I was reading the, the um, oh gosh, here I am with my words again, but the beginning, we'll call it, about um, your co-author as well. And he's got some interesting Stuff. You always talk about him riding in the pointy end of the plane, and so that made me laugh because he called it just that as he did his, his, his prologue. My daughter would kill me for not knowing that word. Well, Dr. Jeff Kaplan uh, is really more of a brother to me now after six years of working on this project and some other things we're going to be rolling out here shortly associated with it. And the bottom line is um, he did. He became a world-renowned keynote speaker and thought leader and uh, works with, still does, works with some of the largest companies in the world. I won't mention them. There might be some privacy issues, but literally Fortune 10 companies, Fortune 50 companies. And so he spent several years uh, truly riding in the pointy end of the plane, the expensive seats that most of us don't sit in very often, and going to, you know, uh, Russia and France and Germany and all over the place for uh, working with these um, large groups. In the meantime, he wrote four best-selling business books in conjunction with other people. So he's extremely well-read and educated, understands the business world. But this whole franchising thing was, was a new animal to him. He, um, he will admit that he looked at small business and franchising being a part of that as, as you know, not big business and everything that goes with that because he really got kind of comfortable riding in the pointy end of the plane and being in very expensive hotel rooms and eating with the, you know, the finest cuisine. And so it, it was eye-opening and a little shocking to him to realize in the franchise world, 
you can own multiple locations and you can turn into a fairly large business over a period of time. Yeah. And so this whole process has been uh, a learning process for him as well. Literally every day when we talk, I teach him more things about the franchise industry. I just did that this morning. I had a sit down with him to debrief after the book launch yesterday. And uh, uh, we were talking about things that he's never even considered that came yeah. out of that. So yeah, very good stuff. The book, you want to know more about it. You know, yeah. the book, I hear so many stories. And certainly I heard them when I was doing business consulting. But now that I'm a, I've been a franchisee for a long time and, and worked with franchisees in a lot of different systems, I hear so many stories of failure. You know, unfortunately, we don't celebrate successes in the world as much as we, we should. We talk about the failures. And failures for me are learning opportunities so that I never go down that path again. But for some people, they're catastrophic. And you have, you know, people that put their life savings into a franchise uh, that maybe wasn't suited for them. Maybe they made a bad decision and so on. And, and I heard so many of those stories and it just tore my heart out because franchising has been so good to me and my family. Right. And so with my experience and background uh, and Jeff uh, moving along with me to help co-author it, it felt like the right time and the right thing to do to write a book that helps people as they're analyzing first off, if they should be a franchisee or not. Yeah. Secondly, how to choose a franchise uh, that best suits them. What are the warning signs and what are the things they should consider and it leads them all the way through the process it talks yeah. about discovery day where you meet your new partners the franchisors it yeah. talks about um you know how to make decisions about real estate how to hire people how to build an organization how to do marketing for uh, you know guerrilla marketing and those types of things to help build your business all the way to what's your exit strategy after you've been doing this for a while do you have a second generation your children that want to come in yeah. Or, uh, or why, uh, or maybe uh, your general manager, you want to you turn that over to them or something like that. And it's, uh, it's literally a journey. It's boots yeah. on the ground, grassroots, right down in the mud and grit and dirt yeah. about that path. And our goal is to save people a lot of misplaced money by buying the wrong franchise and to expedite and make simpler their process to where they're cash flowing and making profit and right. living a little more comfortably and getting rewarded for their efforts. Yeah. You know, I think what's interesting and, you know, I was really fortunate to work with somebody great when um, we bought our business, but certainly when David and I work with people to help them determine, again, not only if franchising is right for them, but what franchise brand is good for them is we do a survey to kind of see, Sometimes people have these hidden things about themselves, and we ask questions like, you know, do you like working with people? How many people is the right number of people? And you ask all these questions to kind of get an idea of what type of personality are they? What size of business do they want to have? Do they want something that they want to be working in every day versus something that they just want to manage from afar? And that's that whole, like, I was talking to, to Jason on a save, right? Making sure that you are like a matchmaker, right? You got to find that, that missing piece to your puzzle and make sure that when they're investing their life savings into a franchise, and we know franchises are wildly more successful in the first two to five years than a regular entrepreneurial business is because there's a proven model, but it has to be the right model for them. And it's not a one size fits all. You don't just say, oh yeah, that franchising is good because there are so many different models out there. We do have somebody on the line who wants to know why you went into franchising. Well, I had owned parts of many businesses, uh, and a couple of them wholly, but many of them uh, I was a minority partner in. When I was doing business consulting, sometimes that's what happens. You, uh, you know, end up uh, with part of a company because of your involvement in it or something. And uh, I love that. And I could run my own business without any help, uh, did, um, ran a multi-million dollar company uh, in that time frame. But the fact is, franchising is, it's just so much easier. You know, when you, when you take a company that you put under your wing and you start it from scratch, it's all you. 100% of the time, it's you. You got to do everything in that thing. When you buy a franchise, the franchisor has got most of the details worked out. They line you up with suppliers. They line you up uh, with a design for your new establishment, if it's a retail type. I mean, there, so much work is done for you. And it's, in my opinion, much easier to ramp that up into multiple uh, locations, 
in my case, multiple brands now. You know, um, the two brands that I'm primarily interested in right now, Great Clips and the Joint Chiropractic. I don't cut hair, and I'm not a doctor. Now, if you want to open those things and you're just an entrepreneur, you need to be licensed in one of those two areas. But in this case, I do not need to do that. I simply need to run the business, understand the business side of it, and hire great people to do the technical side. And by the way, most of those technical people don't really want to run the business. They don't like the business side. So it's a match made in heaven where I can bring my expertise in business to it and not have to understand the technical side of it other than just how to manage technical people. And they bring the technical side and they don't have to ever look at a spreadsheet, deal with the banker, insurance company, or uh, state again. Yeah, and don't you find, like, that's the best part about understanding. We we talked very early on about the only way I can be successful and have four Molly-made territories is that I know where my weaknesses are, right? And you have to identify what am I really good at and what am I not so good at. And whoever you hire to be your partner or your management team, they need to fill in where you're not strong or in those areas that you don't like. And that's how you're able to expand and grow. Right. And to add on to that, you know, um, many people, even if they're really good, uh, if they want to become a franchisee and they're great at the business side, there's still points in the business side where they may not be comfortable. Maybe it's hiring. Maybe it's real estate. Maybe it's marketing. And when you're part of a franchise, you get tons of support from the franchisor in those areas. So, again, you they've written the map. They've, they've got it all down. They will lead you along the path. and support you. So if you've got niches where you're not good, you get support even from that side. Yeah. And I love the franchise community. I mean, we didn't talk about that, but the franchise community in general, whether it's your brand or a brand similar to yours, that there are so many great groups out there. But, you know, our brand is, is good. You know, Molly made, we have, well, at one point we had 15 owners here in Chicago that you can trade, you know, ideas with. And I know you talk to your great people all the time and the joint talking to everybody all the time. And and that's really the beauty of having that. And you're all going through the same thing. So uh, we have another uh, person who wants to know, what are the top three reasons people fail at a franchise? Well, I'll tell you number one. Mm-hmm. And number one's really easy for me. Number one is they pay for a franchise and then think they're smarter than the franchise that they bought. And they start recreating it yeah. in their own image. They should have gone out and started their own business instead of buying a franchise. Yep. The franchise system is semi-bulletproof if you do it their way. Yep. But I see it time and time and time again where they buy it, they recreate it, and then they blame the franchisor because mm-hmm. it doesn't work when really they need to look in the mirror. So yep. that's, in, in my opinion, the number one reason. Number two goes back to why I started this path with the book. You have chosen the wrong franchise because – there might be 80% of the franchises out there that would be great for you. Yep. But that other 20% is not, and you may very likely fail. And that may not be your fault. It may be, might be because of the franchisor. Yep. So being able to, again, the book talks about, you know, how to, how to judge some of those franchisors and the warning things to look for and the questions to ask when you meet sure. with them. So choosing the wrong franchisor, I think, is, is number two. And the third one, and this will happen with any business, not, by, not just franchising, being undercapitalized, not having access to enough cash. So when you take out a bank loan to open any business, but in this case, a franchise, <clears throat> make sure that you have either a line of credit beyond the original uh, loan or extra money in that loan to handle cash flow. Because most franchisors can give you some kind of an idea based on the FDD when you should reach break even and start making profit. And then it's just a math equation. If you need, you know, six months or eight months or 12 months of cash flow money, figure out what all of your costs are, take it times that number, put a 10% fudge factor on top of it and add that to your loan. And then manage it the way that you budgeted it. Don't use it for other stuff, only for those things. And by golly, it, you know, you won't have trouble with capitalization with most franchises if yeah, you do I, those things. Top three reasons. Yeah, I agree with all those. I think um, there's a lot of ways to make sure that you choose the right brand. I mean, all three of the additional territories I bought were the wrong fit, every single one. And the undercapitalization, you know, 
Ray talks about it a lot of times too. And for our models, we found that whatever they tell you you need is two and a half times, right? That's just how our model has worked. The other key component to that, when you're buying a franchise, one of your critical steps is there is to call and validate with other owners. So in the validation process, that's when you take your business plan. That's when you take all the information that you've gathered from the FDB and you call people that own those franchises and you say, listen, I built my business plan. This is what I have. Does that sound right? Is that in line with you, with what you experienced? You know, we took the FDB and it gave me the cost for workers' comp insurance. Well, let me tell you, that was Michigan workers' comp. I'm in Illinois. Right. Times that by three, right? And those poor staffs in California, you know, take the three percent and add another, you know, one and a half on top of that. So there's a lot of things that when you're buying a franchise, the models are fantastic, the support can be great, but there are still nuances, and it's really important when you're building those plans. On top of using the FDD information, you've got to reach out to owners. And if you find owners in the validation process that don't want to talk to you, owners that are kind of sour, owners that ask ask the question, would you buy this brand again? And if they say no, that is a genuine, large red flag. Well, you hit it on the head uh, with the validation process. Uh, I'm a validator for Great Clips, and I like to give it to them straight. You know, um, um, there are many things that brokers don't talk about when they're selling a franchise. Um, Not always intentionally, maybe it just doesn't come up in the conversation. And those things can be a big surprise. And if you've already bought the franchise, they can be devastating surprises. So the validation process is a chance where you get to talk to people doing what you are going to be doing. And they've been doing it a while. They face the same battles you're going to be facing. Theoretically, they can keep you from maybe making a bad decision. But at the very least, they can uh, smooth your way through that process by explaining the roadblocks you're going to run into, how they got around it, some best practices, those types of things. So, in fact, what I do, I don't, most validators may not do this, but I offer my email, and if they choose to move forward with that brand, I tell them, get a hold of me, and I'll happily, you know, kind of walk you through the next steps and be a sounding board when you run into trouble. But in reality, Kristen, the book is designed to fill a lot of gaps for a lot of people going through that process because, not all franchisors are created equal. Some of them will not give you as much support as I think they should. So I'm trying to make up for the gaps where they're not doing it. And uh, hopefully if things keep moving forward, we'll have our learning platform up shortly. And that'll give franchisees or potential franchisees access to unlimited information related to franchising. I can't wait. You know, I'm, I'm tearing through that book. And for those of you out there, just a reminder that it's live it, the number two, own it by Jerry Akers, and it is is a very easy read. I mean, I love it because it's not complicated, it's not over-technical, and it's just, as you are, Jerry, it's just straight talk, very conversationalist. So hopefully you all can get out there and take a look at the book. You can download it in digital, you can order it in paper, wherever your preference happens to be. And uh, I thank you for sharing it, and I can't wait to see the digital platform that's coming because I'm looking to really uh, take a good, hard look at that. And we want to go ahead and make sure that we mention next week's guest. Next week, we have our Thanksgiving show. I can't believe it. I'm still stuck thinking it's September. That's how time flies. You know what I mean? Start traveling around. It's like, holy cow. So we have Pete first of Bright Star Care. And I think I met some of those folks down there in Orlando. Um, and uh, he will be on our show. And we wish everybody a really happy Thanksgiving. Don't forget to check out Jerry's book again at Live It, number two, own it. Live it to own it. We want to thank um, Jason for coming on from Honest Abe Roofing, Jason Revere. Uh, and uh, we also have to make sure that we share, make sure that you all share and comment on this episode. We know that some of you watching on YouTube, uh, we had a technical difficulty on there. Hopefully the other platforms are still rolling right along. We'll get YouTube back up. And next week's show, or last week's show that didn't air, should be fixed here hopefully by the end of the week. You'll be able to watch the live from Chicago show. Um, I'm Kristen Shelmetsy, your fourth million dollar mentor, and together we are your resource for franchising. We wish you all.